This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Good morning and happy Friday to you. Today we have Kathy Jenkins and Robin Heffern with us and we are going to talk about voting and early voting and voting voting and anything voting we can squeeze into our conversation. Ladies, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having us. Good morning. Good morning. So let's just start with your titles. I'm sure everybody would recognize your names, but let's just go ahead and fill them in and tell us a little bit about yourself when you introduced yourself. Oh, I'm Kathy Jenkins, and I am the Marion County Clerk. Um, I'm into my third term and have uh, enjoyed every bit of it, and we're getting ready for an election season, so that's what we're busy doing right now. And I'm Robin Heffern. I'm the Chief Deputy County Clerk here. I've been with the office for about seven years now. Okay, so all things voting. So let's just start with what can you tell me what's going on right now? Well, we have uh, the primary, and um, as we start with the primary season, this is the year is going to be a big year. Um, it is a very contentious race already going to start, but um, the primary is always a little bit tougher because we don't get the turnout that we'd like to see. Um, most people want to wait until the general, the, unless they're having a contested race, so we do have some this time, but um, our percentage for the county runs anywhere from 10 to 15%. And that is a little bit disheartening for us. We're trying all kinds of different programs to go to the schools and do some things to try to get people interested in it. But um, the interest isn't, doesn't seem to be there. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping that we see 15% this time, which would be an increase from what we've seen previously for years past. Um, but uh, all we're doing is getting out and telling people to make sure they vote and answer any questions we can answer for them to make it easier. So, Kathy, I'm just going to kind of jump down my my Linda Bolton soapbox. Um, <laughs> I, I like to pull her out every now and then and talk about it. You know, um, with voting not being a privilege for everybody historically in the United States, um, you know, I, I don't know why people wouldn't take advantage of the opportunity to place your vote. People have died so we can vote. People have suffered immensely. People have paid the price to make sure that women have a right to vote, that minorities have a right to vote, that uh, elections in general are are consistent where people can vote, you know, inequities with poverty, that type of thing. You know, uh, I'm sure as much as it blows me away, you're the one that's watching it day. They must blow you further away. (laughs) Well, Linda would be proud, I might say. Um, Actually, it's very disheartening for us because... um, we hear day in and day out, um, everywhere we go, and on social media and phone calls and texts of people that are fed up with many, many things. And uh, the first thing I ask them to do, do you vote? Most of them will tell me no. And it's, I say, then you're not going to change things until you get involved. They think that because they're only one person, they don't need to get involved. But I said the very same exact spe- speech you have said to people Uh, to meetings I go to, to the schools that I go to, that people have died for this right. And that's what makes us so unique. Um, The the apathy is overwhelming. And not just necessarily in 15% Remain County, but throughout the nation. And it definitely is palpable, you can tell. And to try to come up with ideas and ways to get people engaged has not been uh, successful. 
And so it's been very um, frustrating for us because it costs us the same to run an election, no matter if you have five people show or 5,000 people show. So the taxpayers are paying for these elections and their money's going to that. That gives them an opportunity to legally express their policies and procedures and opinions through voting process. And yet um, the younger generation doesn't seem to be as engaged. I don't know if that's because of uh, uh, they're not studying the same things we studied in school. We studied a lot. When I was in school, we had mock elections, I remember, back in the prehistoric age. And um, that went very well because we were all geared up as the sophomores, juniors, and seniors of uh, being engaged in that. And, our, and, our, and our, our teachers would tell us, investigate each person, tell us about each person, why are you voting for them? I mean, we couldn't just say we're voting this or that. We had to know the candidate. We had to do investigation. And um, it was a definitely an eye opener. I don't know that they take it that serious today. And I think probably that's running us into a generation of a little more apathy than what we'd like to see. Mm-hmm. Well, let's go ahead and take our first break and we'll come back and continue the conversation. Welcome back to Community Connection. Today we have Kathy Jenkins and Robin Hepburn with us, and we are talking about voting and elections and percentages. So, you know, um, first of all, let's talk about how do you become registered to vote? Okay, so they can go online currently and register to vote that way. They can come into the office and we could get them registered um, to vote that way also. Um, We are coming up on our what we call grace period, which is February 21st. When grace period happens, they have to come into our office and register to vote. They have to have two forms of ID, one with the current address, and they have to vote at the same time. So that's coming up soon. So if anyone wants to register, they want to get it done before February 21st if they're not prepared to vote. Okay. And then where are you located, Robin? We're located in the Joseph G. Cannon building. Um, It's the old federal courthouse building for some that will know it that way. We're on the first floor in the county clerk's office. um, So they would come into that office to register here. That's also where they would early vote. Mm -hmm. And talk about, um, so the students that are in high school, do they, do they have an opportunity uh, to register at the school or at another place? I don't know that they give them the opportunity to register at school. I know that we go out to some of the school districts and when we go to the school uh, recently, we did go to Bismarck and to Georgetown. And when we go there, if they're able uh, to register, we get them registered when we go. Okay. So again, just, just helping the opportunity for people to be able to vote. And when you come to vote, what do you need to bring with you? They actually don't have to bring anything with them. They can just give their name. Uh, The way that we verify them is by their signature that we have on file. Now, if there was some sort of issue or something, they may be asked for an ID, but they shouldn't be. Unless if everything looks normal, then they just verify their signature. Mm -hmm. Okay. So again, um, that signature is your verification. So I've heard people often, you know, get a little confused, like, well, there's no integrity in voting. Well, you just said how you verify that's through that signature. Correct. Yes. So you have your judges looking at that and paying attention to that. And, um, you know, again, we're hoping that people will take the opportunity to get out and vote. It's something that was hard fought for, for the right for you to be able to do this. And um, Kathy, I think you put it really well at the beginning. 
how how can we like complain or you know talk about things being so bad if we're not really willing to to jump in and and help make those changes and of course one of the ways we do that is through voting exactly well, we want to make sure that people are paying attention to that. And, of course, now's the time for that to be happening. So, Kathy, talk about um, election judges. Are you looking for election judges or is that done for this year? We are always looking for election judges. As every election comes around, something happens and someone has to stop or quit doing it for whatever reason, personal reasons. And so we always need them because there's always turnover um, for a few of them anyway. And so we, you know, if you want to judge, we have, you want to be an election judge in a precinct that we already have plenty of judges at, and you want to stay right there, we will still use you. We will accommodate you in any way that we can to help you uh, become an election judge and to enjoy the time of doing that. Um, so we have about 160 judges on this election that we've already got scheduled in, and uh, that takes care of all the polling places. But we, again, always encourage people to do more and uh, that we always can use more. And so please just contact our office and we'll get you set up. Mm -hmm. What would be the qualifications to be a judge? Well, you have to be over 18, 18 and over. You can register at 17, but you have to be 18 and over at the general. And um, and that's about it. There is really any qualifications of we, te we teach you what you need to do, what you need to look for, and you'll be set with election judges that have been doing it for a long time. We would never put anybody that's a new election judge by themselves or out there trying to expect them to do something they have not been through it for several years. So they would just be, uh, their trained kind of an on-job training, and everybody we've talked to has usually come back because it's been an, usually an enjoyable day. It's a very long day. But a lot of things go on in those polling places. They need a lot of people. They make a lot of contacts. And it's just a very a social thing, which we don't have much of in these days, you know, talking to people face to face. So it's a great opportunity for people to get involved. And it's not painful at all. Mm -hmm. And Kathy, if I remember correctly, there's even a stipend that goes along with it. Pay. Yes, uh, we do pay our judges. So our regular judge pay is currently, uh, I believe, 100 and. $70. And then we have what we call tech judges that know a little bit more and are able to troubleshoot some of the issues with the machines and things like that. And we currently pay them $220. Okay. And if somebody is interested in applying to be a judge, how would they go about that? They would just need to contact us here at the county clerk's office. Um, they can come in, they can call. Our phone number here is 554-1900. We'd be happy to get them set up. Okay, good information. Well, let's go ahead and take our last break and then we'll come back and finish the show. We'll, we'll be right back. Welcome back to the final segment of Community Connection on this fine Friday. We have Kathy Jenkins and Robin Heffern with us, and we're talking about voting. And Kathy, you know, as we're talking about being a judge or, or being a person who's voting, what words of inspiration do you have? Um, well, I uh, everybody I've talked to that's been a judge, I, one of the inspirations for me is we started going to the schools and we started trying to get the younger generation involved in this. And we signed them up at the time to be, if you want to be an election judge, they can sign a paper and we contact them. I go out to the polling places on election day. I try to hit all of them. We have several in the county and I don't always get there, but um, the, the students that I went to visit uh, at the polling places were very, uh, it was very enlightening for me. They come back year after year, once they register, as long as they're uh, able to do that, and they have 
great reports to their teachers. Their teachers usually have them write up a little paragraph or something about their day. They have great reports to their teachers. Um, they've enjoyed it. They've learned a lot. They've made a lot of contacts. Um, things happen, good things happen to them. One, one kid was looking for a job and couldn't find one. And it happened to be that one of the judges happened to be a farmer and ended up taking this kid to work. And so, I mean, he made a lot of contacts there and, and got a job throughout the whole thing. So, I mean, there's a lot of things that go on when you meet people socially face to face and the younger generation is seeing that now. And it's been very beneficial. The uh, veteran judges love them because they know the technology and they do well with the machines. Um, the uh, student judges love the veteran judges because they show them all the paperwork that needs to be done and because they don't do paper these days. They, the younger ones want to do the electronics. So it's a, it was a match made in heaven. It's worked very well. We're going to expand that even to the rest of the schools throughout the county that we'd love to come and talk to them about voting, about the privilege of voting, about what's a responsibility as a citizen that they should vote, and hopefully get a little bit more enthusiasm uh, as we move forward. It, it takes a lot to turn the Titanic around, and I think we're going to try to do that. Sounds great. So what about, are there any new election spots this year, or is everything pretty much, last time you voted, you go to the same place? Yeah, everywhere, um, all of our polling places remain the same this time. Uh, we currently have 25 polling places with 38 precincts in there, but everyone should go to the places, the same places they went to the last time. Okay. And then when is the actual day to vote this year? It's going to be March 19th is the actual early voting day, or I'm sorry, general election or general primary election day. And I would like to note that we actually, I just remembered, had one change in polling place. We went from the Catlin Township building. We're going to be at the United Catlin United Methodist Church this time. It's right across the street. Okay, so easy enough to find. So if you live in that area, that's where you vote. You want to make sure you're paying attention to that spot. Um, so, Kathy, let me ask you, does one vote, does one vote matter? Um, one, one vote does matter. Um, and uh, many in the, in, that run for offices here in the county will tell you that some of those have been won by one vote. Even on recounts have been won by one vote. And uh, the person that didn't make it through was, you know, had people say, gosh, if I'd have just known, I would have voted. But I didn't think one vote made a difference. But it does. And when you add one vote and you add that to 50 million people who don't think their vote matters, you get 50 million votes. And it does make a difference. Mm -hmm, definitely. Robin, is there anything else that you would like to add? I would like to add that we do have a public test of our election equipment that is scheduled for March 12th at 10 a.m. That's where our vendor Liberty comes in and they test the machines and the public is welcome to come in and watch that. What happens when that, what happens with the test? So they get, they run ballots through our machines. Um, the public can just see how the machine operates. They're just testing them, make sure everything is working correctly. And it just kind of gives them the opportunity to see the machines if they're not familiar with them. Okay. And then talk about the actual process, Kathy. So like moving, you know, how, how do you take this system and you, you move it off site and then get it back in? How does that all get coordinated in a day? Well, well you know, I know it doesn't happen in a day, but. It does. We have, we have runners, we call, or we have a t uh, judges that set up judges or that we have that we hire people to do setup and they take the machines out, of course, to all the polling places and get everything set up for them. The election judges come in, they get all the machines set up for that morning of and that's done right before the election, usually the day before. 
And uh, it's a, definitely a process. It's it, We put it together. We've got it down really uh, about as slick operation as we can get where it's very convenient for the judges, very convenient for the people that are moving things. And uh, everything's been secured and, the, and their machines are being taken care of. Good information. Uh, Kathy, do you have anything else to add? Uh, I, I, I throw in again a plea for people to um, please take the time to vote. It doesn't take very long. The lines are not very long. We'll make it as easy for you as possible. If you don't want to wait in your polling place, come into my office and you can vote early here. It takes less than five minutes. And five minutes of your time uh, is, is crucial in, in making the changes that you want to see for this country. And I encourage everybody to please do that. Okay, thank you for that. And Robin, will you go over the uh, early voting again? Sure. Early voting is has started now. Um, we do that Monday through Friday, 8 to 4.30. And then we have two Saturdays scheduled in March. That's going to be March 9th and March 16th from 9 to noon. And um, so people have the opportunity to come in the next few weeks and early vote if they're not going to be able to vote on Election Day. Okay, good information. Um, Kathy, tell one more time where you're located and if somebody wants to register to vote or they want to come in to vote, what do they need to do? Okay, we're at the Joseph Cannon Building. It's Caddy Corner across the street on the corner from the Fisher Theater at 201 North Vermilion here in Danville. And we are on the first floor at the county clerk's office. Okay, and so, and what are your hours again, please? Hours are 8, eight o'clock in the morning to 4.30 in the evening, Monday through Friday. Okay, thank you so much for that information. Audience, we've been speaking with Kathy Jenkins and Robin Heffern. Uh, anything else before we close the show today, ladies? No, thank you so much for having us on, for giving our, uh, getting our word out there. We appreciate what you do, and Linda would be proud. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Audience, you know it's coming up, so let's talk about voting. You know, let's get yourselves ready for that day. Make yourself an informed voter. I hope you have a good weekend. Lots of things to do. Get out, have fun, and we'll be back on Monday. Until then, have a great weekend. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.